In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, the show doesn't just have uh, leaders and thought leaders from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what this series is about. Uh, Leadership by Own Borders is the about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations, to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live uh, every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we are all over the net on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, just put in Leadership Beyond Borders and you will find us and you can listen to us at your leisure. Now, I also invite you to connect with me and send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And let me know what you want to hear about on the show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we We will make sure you take away something for your business or yourself. Now, on to today's episode. Fast, uh, fast-moving consumer electronics, the movie industry, media includes advertising and marketing industry, are rapidly changing market segments today. This means that companies serving businesses and consumers in these market segments must be able to endure rapid change, be flexible, but that's not always true. Many companies lag because it's difficult to stay on top, and today we're going to look at one of the most rapidly changing industries, the advertising industry, which is still still in evolution. We're going to look at how it's enduring change and what advertising agencies need to do to ensure their business models are successful in this new economy. And our guest today is Jacqueline Cook, and she is the Chief Operating Officer of Vendasta. And Vendesta is a Canadian company, and the core purpose is to drive local economies by uh, by providing them with technology for small and medium-sized businesses. They accomplish this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world, their channel partners. Now, Jacqueline helps shape Vendesta's long-term strategy and works to align the culture, organizational design, company metrics, and the overall operations toward these long-term objectives. She is responsible for the company's revenue growth and customer-facing channel partner division, which encompasses demand generation, sales, customer success, account management, support, and retention, and the brilliant people who work for Vendessa work with her to make this platform available to 
people in the market. She also leads Vendesta's product-led growth strategy, which is driven by five cross-functional product growth teams. Jacqueline joined Vendesta in 2013 to help develop Vendesta's early partnership strategies. And in 2021, she was the receipt of Canada's top 40 under 40 award. Well, congratulations on that, Jackie, and uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kimberly. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so so let's kind of let's kind of talk a little bit about you know a lot of industries are changing, and after the pandemic, we saw all kinds of business models change, and clearly, one was in marketing in the advertising industry. Um, so kind of let's take a look backwards at this. I mean, this industry, you know, before digital and then digital, it's it's really evolved. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, as you kind of mentioned, there are global listeners across every industry. Where we really started this, see this shift initially was in the advertising and marketing space. But since then, we've seen that that um, sort of cascade across a lot of industries. So I'll be talking a little bit about that today as well. Um, before the pandemic, uh, hard to hard to think back that long. And before <laughs> all of these business models changed, what did we what did we do? But before, what did you know? What did digital look like before that? A lot of our early customers were in. Um, you know, yellow pages, newspaper, um, traditional media. There was like this thing called word of mouth before everything became digital. And so um, it, it looked a lot more analog than it does today. Um, and if you kind of unpack a lot of what that looks like, a lot of what happened in the newspaper industry is now um, what we call, you know, search engine marketing or um, digital display advertising. Um, you know, the yellow pages is, is sort of transformed into listings and data management across the internet. And of course, that good old-fashioned word of mouth is now in the form of reviews, um, social media awareness, and whatnot as well. So each independent piece of what we used to do has almost taken a new shape um, in digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I I was thinking about the word of mouth uh, being reviews because, um, you know, that's still pretty effective and everything's digital. But, you know, when everything changed... Um, I, you know, I remember my dad was a newspaper sales guy. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, he really was. And I remember him going out to his clients. Okay. Coming home, you know, drawing ads on the kitchen table and then bring them to the reduction. I mean, the whole thing changed. I mean, how did, you know, it wasn't just the media change, but how did the people change? Um, you know, how did digital transform the, the selling process? Yeah, great question. And I was really fortunate back in 2013 to spend time um, with a lot of, like, for example, our newspaper customers and actually get embedded into their processes and go on four-legged sales calls. And at that time, a lot of what it was was teaching and educating. Um, it wasn't selling. They weren't sell. I mean, you don't really have to educate what a what a quarter-page ad is. But when digital mm-hmm. hit the scene, it was it was a lot more. They had to adapt their sales process to be a lot more about education and why things like um, you know Google's zero moment of truth, why search is so important. So for a lot of um, what we saw at the time, a lot of the sellers in some of those um, traditional industries, they became, and it it wasn't experts on the product. It became experts on the on the problem and and really mm-hmm. how consumer behavior was changing. The tools were just the the logical next step and to get there but the ones who really thrived were the ones who identified deeply how a problem manifested into a specific vertical or for that customer segment and then they just built trust based on their awareness of the customer and then they matched solutions with that they did not need to be the expert 
in the tools themselves. They needed to be experts in the customers they were serving. Um, and then they needed to be trusted to provide the right solutions for that. And we still see that today. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, they, you know, that that was kind of the old model. And I, you know, I think about my dad, his customers loved him. OK. And, you know, they trusted him. And um, so that that trust between sales and customer really hasn't changed. But I guess the question for me, when you when you're when you're working with these newspapers, I mean, the lear- learning curve was quite long, though, wasn't it? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, they were taking on a whole new basket of goods to bring their customers. So it it was from the ground up. It it changed Mm -hmm. radically overnight. Mm -hmm. So so how did this shape? um, You know, you talk a lot about um, a new digital agency model. Okay, so. Um, you know, and, and it might be a digital agency or it might be a newspaper who has a, a sales department or whatever. But what what does this new model look like? Yeah, great question. And the word, so I'm going to use the word digital agency. And a lot of people think about this as a marketing or advertising agency. And that's traditionally where, where at least Vendasta first started this. But we're now seeing digital agencies as it relates to digitizing um, back office systems, HR management mm-hmm. systems, accounting systems. So a digital agency um, takes on many shapes and, and, and forms. Um, but at its core, what these digital agencies really, we started seeing them pop up. You know, we had our larger customer groups that were from some of these more traditional. They had established customer relationships. They had networks. Um, and then we saw this other group of more bespoke boutique type of offerings and they almost operated a little bit more like a general contractor. And so when, you know, if you think about a large ad agency or marketing agency where, where that traditional industry started was, was a lot more about a large retainer, you know, they were, their, their pride was on their creativity. Um, Mm -hmm. It was on their exclusivity of, of some of their ideas and their thoughts. Whereas these folks, these smaller digital agencies came in and they did three things for customers. They made it, they made it easy. They made it accessible, and they made it affordable. And if you think about some of these creative agencies or the traditional marketing agencies that that almost do the exact opposite, they put a large retainer. They don't tell you their secret sauce and how they're doing anything. Um, <laughs> you know, they're very exclusive for an exclusive set of clients. These folks did the exact opposite. And so I, I would liken, you know, this new digital agency model, what we saw early on as, as technology was evolving, was it was a completely disruptive model to what we knew previously. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right, because if you think about if you think about years ago, um, and I mean, uh, there's there's a, small medium businesses I mean it was word of mouth or maybe the yellow page out of the newspaper out of them they couldn't ever think of even using a big advertising agency because it was way too expensive okay yeah. um and um so so this disruptive you know everything coming easy accessible and affordable really brought it down to the core people so um this old model and and I'm going to come back to you on talking about you know back office and everything else in a minute but this this new model okay this easy accessible and affordable model um does this just completely outdate i i mean does it make all the other models outdated i you know i don't think so but i think what happened was when there were fewer channels for people to to receive information specifically around marketing and advertising um you know television radio newspaper yellow pages 
they owned the channel. And it was, um, that's where consumer behavior consumed information were through those mm -hmm. channels. But as you started to see different channels pop up, like review sites, like online forums, like social media, the channels became so much more diverse. And so what happened first was the way in which people consumed, you know, consumer behavior completely changed. People no longer buy in the same way. You know, they don't, mm -hmm. they often heard an ad before or saw an ad before and then they went into the business. Well, that, that changed when digital hit the scene. Google, Google messed it up forever. You know, they changed consumer behavior in that. <laughs> now yeah. when we see an ad and they've made it so much better, obviously, but now when we see an ad or we hear of something, the very next step is we often Google it. We search for it. Mm -hmm. We look at that business. Yeah. Oh, and right beside that business, rather than driving two or three miles away, no, it's millimeters down the screen. We see their direct competitors and other solutions and offerings. So it it, it sort of became um, a channel play first disrupted. And I think the agencies um, just adapted to these and, and made it more affordable to get at some of these more tertiary channels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and you're right, accessible and accessibility to all these channels. And it just made me think of um, here in Germany, RTL, one of the biggest television channels, is now doing actually little tiny local kind of spots in Berlin for small and medium businesses. And it costs mm -hmm. only like a thousand euros. Okay. You know, so totally. I mean, it, it brings, it, it is the totally coolest thing and it brings, it really brings accessibility to, to a media, which we all thought was, you know, one small ad costs billions of euros, you know, so yeah. <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Jackie, we're gonna we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, I I, I kind of want to drill down a little bit into this model and um and, and and talk about what the consumer behavior looks like and and how can um agencies step up to the plate and what they can do to to make sure that the, they're successful in this this new economy. Okay. So, um, for our listeners, yeah, we're talking with Jacqueline Cook, and she is uh, the chief operating officer of Vendasta. And Vendasta is a technology company whose core purpose is to drive local economies by technology for small and medium-sized businesses. And Jackie helps shape Vendasta's long-term strategy and works to align the culture, organization, design, company metrics, and overall operations toward long-term objecti objectives. And she is also leads the product-led growth strategy for Vendasta. Now, if you'd like to learn about Vendasta, you can go to www.vendasta.com. And Vendasta is also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, as well as on YouTube and Twitter. And if you'd like to reach out to Jackie, you can go to JackieCook21 on Twitter and Jackie is under Jacqueline Cook on LinkedIn. So please reach out to her. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. It holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, does legislative white papers. It also has an e-learning platform for startups and it also has conferences, and the next conference is, is May 22nd to 24th in Berlin, Germany. And at this conference, you can also meet the Vendasta team and see some of their products. So please go to www.cinda.org for more information. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. 
follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are talking with Jacqueline Cook, and she is the Chief Operating Officer of Vendasta. And Vendasta is a technology company whose core purpose is to drive local economies by providing them with technology for small and medium-sized businesses. And Jackie helps shape Vendasta's long-term strategy and works to align the culture, organizational design, company metrics, and overall operations toward these long-term objectives. And, and we're talking about um, the agency market, and we're talking about the, the changes. And, and this can be compared, you know, we've gone through a lot of changes since pandemic. A lot of industries have been disrupted. And one of the biggest ones have been in this agency market. And um, we talked a little bit about that disruption in the history, Jackie. So I, I have a question for you from the consumer side, okay? You know, um, we talked about that the old model is outdated. Um, so this really means the customer needs have changed. So, you know, what are what are the new needs of you know the small and medium businesses and and what do they really want from agencies today? Great question. Um, so maybe I'll I'll talk about a specific segment. But Vendasta, you know, we work with small customers, the the boutique agencies, all the way up to large enterprises. But there is a pattern across what we're seeing, you know, in in all of our customer base, and that's the way that they're needing to adapt to address some of these um, customer needs change. So. Going back to that analogy I sort of gave before, I'm renovating my house right now, and um, I think there's a great market out there for people who want to do who want to do this themselves. Um, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of DIY, but um, similar to digital, um, there's a lot of businesses who want to take that on themselves and actually have the resources to take them on themselves. Um, I think as as a small business starts up, often they have a little bit more time than money, and it makes sense to take that in house. Mm-hmm. As a business grows, often they realize wow, you know, digitizing my advertising, marketing, my HR systems, my, my accounting systems, um, my everything, it, it takes time. And so often they look to someone to outsource that knows their business deeply or their industry deeply. And, and perhaps even as they grow even further, they take on an internal group that does this inside. But what, what we see is that that appetite um, has shifted. Originally, what we saw was consumers um, wanted to buy in different ways. And so the way to adapt to that, oftentimes small businesses would try to figure it out on their own and they would just go for the tools. But what they didn't really have was the expertise on how to implement those tools, how to integrate them together, 
what looks like best in class, what a good return looks like, what the definition of success and success as it compares to their industry looks like. And so the adaptation is we've seen a lot of a shift toward um, people like myself who don't want to buy the wrenches and screws and the, and the mudding tape and the drywall. They kind of want, they they want someone to fix their problems. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't want to buy a hammer. They don't even want to know how to use a hammer. They just want you to renovate their house for them. And so mm-hmm. having that level of trust obviously comes with a different approach. It's not just about talking about the hammer and why the hammer is great. It's, it's a lot more about here's sort of what the expectation will look like, what you can expect setting expectations milestones along the way but really proving out as the process happens what the the return what the benefit what the impact for attracting their customers looks like for them mm-hmm. and you said trust a couple times and it seems um you know it, it it seems you know there's always been trust there's always been trust between between you know if if it goes back to the newspaper sales guy and the newspaper and the and the small business but um now today trust is is kind of three way the consumer i mean trust has really got up there um I don't know if we made mistakes in the past that, that you know, we, we lost the trust of consumers. But, you know, uh, how how important is that today? Trust is everything. Trust is foundational to, to everything. I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, from the consumer behavior side, there's so much misinformation and mistrust out there um, in mm-hmm. the age of digital. Um, and especially in, in what, you know, if you if we go back to sort of some of those traditional industries, when the product delivery was quite relatively straightforward, you know, I know what to expect when I'm again buying a quarter page ad or I'm getting a 30 second segment or I'm uh, I can see my listing, I can touch it, I can I can review it. When digital entered the landscape, it's a lot the the education and information gap um, became wider between that business owner and the service provider. Um, you know, the the voodoo behind search engine optimization. Mm voodoo behind digital performance <laughs> marketing, everything. Um, and so trust is really, it comes in a different form in a digital era. And now with the invention and, and adaptation of artificial intelligence and, and automation, um, trust is more important than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so how how now with all these consumer with these kind of consumer expectations and these changes like you just talked about, you don't want the hammer. You want somebody to fix your problem. OK. Um, yeah. How do successful agencies step up to the plate to meet these challenges head on for their clients and how do they deliver value? Great question. Yeah. And this is what's been most exciting in seeing our customer customer base adapt to this. It used to be about getting the best hammers it used to be mm-hmm. again like i'm gonna i'm gonna get that channel i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out what the best tools were i'm gonna get first to market with the tools now and, and you'll remember this kimberly like you know back in i think it was 2013 there was that martech 1000 infographic <laughs> and it was like wow this is such an explosive industry there's a thousand different companies well now that's martech like ten thousand in just yeah. a few years later it's exploded and that's just MarTech. We're not even talking about digital tools as it relates to some of these back office systems and and other mm-hmm. front of office systems. Um, so tools are becoming a commodity. The expertise, though, and doing that in an efficient way is what is really the challenge and the opportunity for agencies going forward. And it goes back to what we said earlier. 
how do you make things easy, accessible, and affordable? Because even in the dawn of where we saw some of these early digital transformation, they were still using the same. It was about scarcity. It was about, oh, I have the tools that no one else does. Oh, I have the secret recipe that no one else does. That does not work anymore. You have to Mm -hmm. give information. You have to make things easier to understand. You have to make things more accessible. And yes, you have to make things more affordable because that's what we as consumers understand and expect now. It's how do you do that efficiently and really profitably as you scale and grow your organization. And that's what we've been really excited to see our customers do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go off the beaten path for a minute here because there's, yeah. there's, it's back to trust because, um, you know, you said something about AI. I'm going to come to AI a little later, but, um, you know, when you say AI to a small business and or even to a consumer, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, um, I was on, uh, I'm not going to say, I was on with a web provider today because I got hacked and um, I had the most horrible chat bot experience in the world. (laughs) So, so, you know, I mean, how do you build, how do you build trust in, how do you go forward with AI and build trust at the same time? Okay. Um, because I came out of that experience with no trust. Okay. So, I mean, is sometimes I know we're moving in the right direction, but sometimes it seems like it's contradicting each other. Do you have any comment on that? Yeah. I mean, this is really, this is really interesting. This has been a topic, you know, as soon as chat GPT and open dot AI and everything mm-hmm. came out, what was it a month ago or a couple months ago now the latest version we had a lot of talks about this internally and how it was going to even impact our own business let alone our our products and our customers and something that we you know you have these ethical discussions about what is ai going to do to everything and something we kept coming back to and i'll credit our cto dale um ai is just another hammer and it has to Mm -hmm. be looked at as just another hammer it's not a robot it is not replacing mm-hmm. a human. And I think businesses who are jumping on the AI bandwagon too early are going to br- basically destruct everything that they've built over the last however many years with their customers if they treat it as a replacement of a human rather than an augmentation yep. and a tool that a human can use to do a job more efficiently or better deliver a better experience. So that's yeah. something that we're really lo- – even in the in the product decisions we're making – AI can't be ignored. It is the new leap in technology. And we've we've been really privileged in that we can embed it into our tool. But we had to make some very early decisions around our principles and what we were going to allow it to do. Is it, are we going to put it at risk of distracting content on the internet or augmenting and making sure that there's always that human touch and, and, and quality at, at the root of it? So it's a super fascinating mm-hmm. topic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to come back to it again, but it was just when you talked about trust. I, I, I'm coming. I was coming off a very frustrating day, and I thought, let me ask you this. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, uh, so um, yeah, let, let me just go go back a little bit to this whole package that you're talking about. Okay, because you're talking about, you know, that the the small businesses. You know, it's not just about advertising or tools it's about the whole thing making processes and you talk about a leaner model for agencies and for businesses what do you mean by that yeah well i i can i go back to it's such an interesting experience to be renovating your house and adapting it to your yeah. own business but i i have a lot of it is that it's um you know i look at the the group that we've 
um, hired to do renovations. And a lot of it, a lot of what sets them apart is, again, it's what we as an end customer experience. I don't really care about the nuts and bolts of how you get that to me. I, I'm mm -hmm. more concerned about what that end customer experience is. But in order to do that, they have to be very lean in the processes they they employ internally to make sure things are on time and meeting expectation and affordable. And and, and that's what we've, we've really seen from some of the new adaptation of what our customers are doing. They're, they're starting with the end in mind and working backwards. It's not about them and their tools and their processes. It's about how their customer experience is at the end of the day. And then they work back to make sure that their processes and tools adapt to that. And so a lot of what we've been seeing internally you know, to get to brass tacks, some of the most successful customers that we have, they recognize the things that they are best in the world at, and they do everything they can to keep best in the world at. And that might be, um, I'm best at the world at serving auto, or I'm best at the world in, in optimizing search engine marketing, and that's sort of my craft. But anything sort of secondary, tertiary, they look at efficient um, means to lean on others through outsourcing, um, through partnerships, through, um, but they ensure that they own that entire customer experience so that their brand is really delivering that promise at the end of the day. So one way mm -hmm. that we've seen customers adapt is, is one, set yourself apart from something that you can do or something that you know um, better than anyone else. But two is anything that's not that, figure out a way to deliver that in a great way um, that might not mean shifting resources or attention away from what you do do good um, to deliver it in the same efficient way effectively. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. And well, first, I, I like what you said about, you know, the people you hired for your house. I mean, yeah, when, it, when we have a business and, and when you talk about a startup business model, you always start with the North Star. What's the thing you do the both best? You know, what's the vision? Look at the end. OK. Yeah. And, I, and I think I think that makes a really lot of sense here um, to, to take a look at that. And also um, a lot of sense to, you know, we're we're all not good at everything. You know what I mean? So um, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, we're going to take another break, Jackie. And when we come back, I kind of want to talk about, um, uh, you know, the, the future a little bit. We just we just hit on AI a little bit, but the future and also, um, you know, uh, the leadership we need. Okay, because this is a um, you know a, a show with a lot of leaders, and and you know this stuff doesn't happen by itself. Okay, this change doesn't happen by itself. So, what kind of leadership do we need to to move forward? So, for our listeners, we are talking with Jacqueline Cook, and she is the chief operating officer of Vendasta, and Vendasta is a technology company whose core purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium sized businesses, and Jack Jackie helps shape Vendasta's long-term strategy and works to align the culture, organization, design, and company metrics and overall operations towards those objectives. Now, if you'd like to learn about Vendasta, you can go to www.vendasta.com. And also, of course, Vendasta is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. They're also on YouTube and they are on Twitter. And Vendasta is V-E-N-D-A-S-T. TA. And if you'd like to reach out to Jackie, she's on LinkedIn under Jacqueline Cook, and she's on Twitter under Jackie Cook 21. So please reach out to Jackie. She'd love to hear from you. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest 
growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. And they also have conferences. And the next conference will be coming up in Berlin, Germany, on May 22nd to 24th. And you'll be able to meet the Vendesta team there and also see their products. So please go to www.cinda.org for more information on the Berlin Conference. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and today we are talking with Jacqueline Cook, and she's the Chief Operating Officer of Vendasta, and Vendasta is a technology company whose purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium-sized businesses. And Jackie also helps shape Vendasta's long-term strategy and works to align the culture, organization, uh, design, company metrics, and overall operations toward those long-term objectives. Now, um, Jackie, we've been kind of going back and forth. We jumped into AI, but I want I want to come back to something that you said earlier. Okay, and and you said that um, you know uh, businesses are are looking for support, and it's not just about you know, try, trying to find what channel to be in from agencies, you know, to make it easy, accessible, affordable, and, and help them decide where to get their message out. But it also has to do on efficiencies, you know, and, and um, you know, how you keep, you know, what kind of customer management system do you have? You know, how do you keep track of your customers? I mean, um it, it's gotten life has gotten complicated. So, what else are SMBs looking for help in? Because you're talking about the whole package. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots. It's it's really interesting too to see that um, what we've seen with our customers again, those that really serve small businesses, is sometimes they're pushed into areas um, that they're not comfortable in just by virtue of doing a good job at what they are. What I mean by that is like. Um, you know, I think some of our most successful customers are the ones who repeatedly and dependably solve problems for their customers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that earns the opportunity or the burden to solve more of those and more types of, of customers. So oftentimes we'll see, you know, a web agency that's getting pushed into like, 
don't, I don't do security software. I don't really, uh, but it sort of bleeds into different areas of, of what IT and, you know, and security, that's a whole different stack in a lot of like, if you're looking at that MarTech, um, it's a whole different diagram, but, but to the small business, they just need someone to take care of their problems and mm-hmm. you've done it before. So why can't you do it again? And so where we've seen this adaptation is, um, you know, some of some of our customers have been able to evolve, but they've done that by relying on others who know it deeply, not by trying mm-hmm. to do everything for everyone. And that's sort of what I was hinting at the notion before is, you know, this term outsourcing is almost like a swear word, but in a gig economy, what does that even mean? Like every, yeah. every you know, everyone's outsourcing everything at some point, right? And so it's mm-hmm. the ability to find really good and trustworthy service providers to solve the adjacent problems that their customers are asking them to solve. And again, deliver that in a cohesive experience um, under their brand. Um, that's that's what I think is because small businesses don't anticipate, especially as they grow in size, they don't always know the unknown unknowns um, when they're per, you know picking an initial service av- provider. And um, one day they might need something related to you know, social media, the next day it might transform into a website or search next, it might be event planning. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think, you know, it, sometimes it flies in the face of, of what we hear is carving a niche. No, a niche is something that you do and you do well, but solving multiple problems you can still do by leaning on others and being sort of that interface because you know your customer deeper than anyone could and you can, and mm-hmm. you can match A with B sort of thing. So th- this kind of opens a whole new world for partnering. I mean, um, I liked what you said is, you know, not everybody can go to everything, but, you know, uh, SMBs or enterprises have a lot of needs. So um, have you seen like new trends in in partnering um, between, you know, somebody who might be really good at database management or like you said, security, website security, and then, you know, with an agency, um, um, do agencies understand that this is kind of the, their new way forward? A hundred percent. That's exactly what we're seeing is, um, you know, really what is an agent? And if you think about the definition of an agent, it's someone doing something on behalf of someone else. Right. And that's really what I think sometimes the word agency is specifically termed around a craft or a thing. Um, But going back to that house renovation thing, if, you know, if the, the general contractor that I hired said, no, 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 we don't we don't do steam showers. I'm, I'm like, no, I, just, I want a steam shower. Like, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'd help with. You know, you got to kind of figure out how to do steam shower. They might not do the steam shower, but they'll find no. someone to, to do it um, because I trust them. And I trust that they know how to even evaluate what a good steam shower installer. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin because that's not what I'm doing every day. And someone who's running a small, medium, or large size business, that's not their core craft or comp. They don't want to do, they want to rely on someone to solve that problem. So we're yeah. seeing a ton of that right now is, um, you know, there's been predictions on on the way digital is bought and sold. And a, a ton of prediction is that it's going to be through a channel method. And what that really means, it's going to be done on behalf of someone that might not be that own business owner just because they have the expertise and they're doing it on behalf of multiple and they understand what a good buying decision and what success looks like. Mm-hmm. But aren't there, I mean, you know, if you think back, aren't there kind of some misconceptions about outsourcing and fulfillment, you know, um, 
sometimes people are a little reluctant to bring somebody in. It's easier to say, you know, I'm not going to do the steam shower. You know, I mean, um, <laughs> if I think back, <laughs> what do you think? There's there's a ton of misconceptions about outsourcing, um, but and the biggest one is quality. But if we go if we go back to that steam shower example, it's would you rather have someone who's done it a ton of times or someone you trust yeah. who's never done it? You know. No, that's true. So, I mean, with all these changes, Jackie, let's let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, uh, leadership. Okay, so you're, you're, these the, these these agencies are going through transformation. We have customer demands that have changed. Um, we have, you know, so many changes going on. What kind of leadership do we need to get through this? I think it 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 changes the way, yeah, leadership is defined and the way you look at. Um, what success is. I had a really great coffee chat with um, one of our former employees at Findas, and we talked a little bit about even what functional roles are. And, you know, we something I think I said was focus on the goal, not the role. Um, and that's really, that, that, that concept extrapolates into so many different areas as well. It's focus on the goal, not the fill in the blank, not the the current process, not the current tool, not the current go-to-market strategy, not the current whatever, because all of the tactics shift beneath our feet as technology mm-hmm. changes, as consumers change, as public opinion changes, as um, government and economic policy change. Um, the only constant is change. And so I think as leaders, we need to be laser sharp in the way that we um, construct our organizations something that we've adopted recently and it hasn't been recently we've had it for years but we've really just sharpened again our our knowledge and our operationalizing is is the simple method of OKRs and mm-hmm. what I like for every you know objectives and key results is nothing new Andy Groves or mm-hmm. Google is like 20 years old but what it forces us to do is put away all of our misconceptions on how and what we're doing and instead focus and create a pulse and inspect often what we're trying to achieve. And I think that principle and that outcomes-based organizational leadership strategy and organizational planning and even organizational design is really important as we go forward because everything and how we are going to do something will definitely change over the next mm-hmm. five to ten years. Everything, yep. especially in the ad event at AI but what we're trying to achieve, we should remain very laser focused in um, because that should be core to, to our to our purpose as organizations. Yeah, and and I like that you're right. I mean, the tact is that everything shifts and everything changes, and so um, you know, keeping keeping at that objective and and you know the common goal is important. Um, how do you? successfully as a leader because you're, you're you know you're an up your um, chief operating officer how do you cascade that down how do you communicate that to your employees how do you um, get them not to focus on the the tactics or the how but to focus on the end goal yeah it's been something that has evolved as we've grown you know when I joined Vendasa we were under 50 people and it was really easy to just like keep everyone in line and everyone knew what we were doing and had their own piece. You didn't really need to formally come up with any process or overhead to do it. Well, now, you know, we're well over 700 people. We've got multiple business units across multiple companies that like 
tribal knowledge sharing and communication sharing breaks very quickly. Um, and that's something over the last, especially when everyone went remote with COVID, we, we couldn't rely on, on informal systems to make sure there was company alignment. And so we've done a tremendous effort over the last, I would say, 18 months. Um, and, and we over-invested and made a ton of overhead and process to do it. And then we've more recently just stepped back and said, does everyone understand at the very highest level what we're trying to do? And with Brendan, our CEO, we start, and it usually starts at the end of Q3 as we're budgeting and it goes, what are we, what are we aiming to achieve this year? And we come up with a set of corporate, you know, OKRs. And then that has a cascading system across every department, every team down to every individual and what they're doing. So I would love to say, well, everyone just knows and shows up to work and does their piece. (laughs) But it's like definitely not like that, but it's, it's very freeing because what's been the most fascinating thing is I think for leaders, you know, I had this misconception that management was about like pushing a rock up a hill. You just got to like tell tell people what to do and constantly and like think for them. And that's like absolutely backwards. Instead, you're like, hey, we're trying to get there and we're trying to achieve that. Now for all of your bright minds, how how are we going to do that? You know, and you unlock the brilliance of people across your organization. And then sometimes it's like junior people on the front lines that come up with the most innovative tactics to achieve something. So it's been a, it's been transformational. And as long as everyone's aligned on the objective, you really get to unlock innovation at all areas um, and march in the same direction. Yeah, great. So, um, no, really great discussion, Jackie. Thank you for the insights. And we're getting to the end of the show. So I think, um, and we've talked about so many things. What, you know, uh, we've got a lot of listeners, okay? What can we learn from this change in the industry? And what message do you have for our listeners? Great question. I mean, to (laughs) distill it down, I think if we were to cover the key points of what we talked about today, um, it's, it's, it's making sure that, um, you focus on the end customer and work backwards from there in what you're trying to achieve. You're laser focused on the outcomes that your organization is trying to achieve and work backwards and dispel any misconceptions or or preconceived notions on how to get there. Um, And then I would say, you know, thinking about some of these new shifts in technology like AI or even in the industry, how is that just another tactic or tool toward what Mm. you're trying to achieve? It is not the objective. First of all, it Mm -hmm. is not the key result, it is the tactic on how you achieve both of those things. And uh, if you constantly look at technology and these adaptations as just another method to adopt, then I think you'll end up in the right place. Great. I mean, and I like that. Great closing words, you know, um, focus on the objective, the key results, not the tactics. Uh, Jackie, super insights today. Thank you so much. Um, and we can learn so much from from watching what the uh, the agency market has done and your insights, Jackie. And for our guests, we've been talking to Jacqueline Cook, and she's the chief operating officer of Vendesta. And Vendesta is a technology company whose core purpose is to drive local economies by uh, providing technology for small and medium-sized businesses, and they accomplish this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world, and those experts are their channel partners. And if you'd like to learn more about Vendasta, please go to www.vendasta.com, and Vendasta is also on Facebook, Instagram, of course, Twitter, and also on YouTube, and that's V-E-N-D-A-S-T-A. 
And if you'd like to reach out to Jackie, she's on Twitter under Jackie Cook. 21 and she's on LinkedIn under Jacqueline Cook so please reach out to Vendesta and to Jackie and this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations Cinda holds virtual trainings conferences market research and legislative white papers focused on digital please go to www.cinda.org for more information and when you go to cinda.org you can also learn about their next conference, which is going to be held May 22nd to 24th in Berlin, Germany. And you can meet the Vendessa crew there, and you can also see some of their products. And you can also learn about the e-learning platform that Cinda has, uh, powered by Boss for Startups. And this platform is available to all startup founders at no cost, and it helps founders understand the the startup life cycle from idea to exit. And you can also get more information about that on www.cinda.org. And don't forget to listen to us every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you don't, if you miss it and you can't get to us uh, to uh, write on the live show, then you can find us all over the web under Leadership Beyond Borders. And with that, have a great week and until next week. And thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.